Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Silent Podcast, where we're anything but silent. Today, we're going to be covering Never Have I Ever, Season 3, Episode 7. That's right. We've made it to 7 somehow. And I am your host, Sasha Joseph, as always, joined with my co-host, Chappelle. Welcome. No debate practice here, baby. We're just having vibes only. Yep, vibes only. We're still chugging through this season of Never Have I Ever. Sasha, again, every time we come on here, I always say the same thing. I miss you so much. It feels like we haven't talked in forever. Oh yeah. my God. Y'all, we said we're recording this. I just want to make it clear at 11 p.m. Pacific. Chappelle, you are in Central Time. Uh huh. It's just 1 a.m. You know, like it's legit 1 a.m. on the dot. Um, and, <laughs> and I fine. literally said we're starting by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we we had to catch up, but now we're here to talk to you all yes. about this show. We're almost done, Sasha. There's only what three more episodes after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three more, and that's it. And then you'll be rid of me for a little bit. So for get excited. Bit. We'll be back next summer or late summer, I guess, to mm-hmm. finish off this entire series. So. Here we go. This is the beginning of the end. What are we going to do after Never Have I Ever? I know. All right, yeah, yeah we, we got to find something. If you're listening to this and you want Sasha and I to cover something, please tell us because I don't know. I'm codependent on her at this point. I don't. If I don't talk yeah. to her after a while, I don't know what I'm going to do. So Then we spend three hours before the podcast as we just did. Yeah, we'll have to schedule like a bi-weekly call or something like that. We'll figure yeah. something out. We can do sex lives of college girls. Sure. Because that, that's <laughs> the one that's the, the grown-up Never Have I Ever at this point. Mm-hmm. And multiple people did say that to us that we should be covering, but we'll see that that's a problem for 2024 Chappelle and Sasha to worry about. We're mm-hmm. fine. We're fine yeah. for now. Uh, not, not my problem, but before we get started, just making sure y'all know if you're on the silent podcast feed, hop on over to the never have I ever by silent podcast feed because that's a never have I ever exclusive. You get only us all the time. So what are you waiting for? Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review only because listen, I feel like that's what we deserve. We're here. We're making it happen for you. So five stars only, baby. That's what we require. Okay. And um, if you have any feedback, of course, send it to silentpodcastfeedback at gmail.com. It's in the description as well. So I feel like, Chappelle, you know, I'm sure this is very relevant to you as someone that does probably use this podcast as um, easy practice sesh for the rest of your very important podcast. How do we, How do we feel about this episode? Yeah. This episode is fun. I'm very excited to talk about it because I think it's starting to set up some of the the real conflict of the season. Mm -hmm. And like I said, this season is very different because the other seasons never have I ever were so heavy on the conflict. There was like ups and downs. Season two was a roller coaster ride. Season three has kind of been like just kind of chilling. You know, there's been little things here and there, but we're about to get to the nitty gritty of like, you know, the real big issues this uh this season and i think it starts to start around episode seven episode eight we get a little bit more and then you know like the rest is history so sasha as usual i have to ask you the title of the 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 episode (laughs) sasha it's never have i ever cheated sasha have you ever cheated on a test you know i didn't say i didn't say on a test i said yeah i for sure on a test like uh sorry understanding music was the class and i was like (laughs) 
I thought this was the easy A. What the hell? Uh, and mm. you had they would play. And I did not buy the CD that came with the book. So oh, yeah. I still remember being like, I don't know what this song is. So I would 100% look over and be like, great, thank you. That's what these songs that I, I passed with the A in the class. So if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Okay. Right. It's better to cheat than repeat. So. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever cheated on a person? A personal test? Uh, I, you know, certain <laughs> tests, I, you know, I can't pass all tests on my own. I don't think it's cheating. I think it's like, you know, there, there are ways you could just tilt the scale in your favor. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not a cheater, uh, in general, but I, I remember like in high school, maybe like there were like few like tests that were more, more, you know, difficult, or I was in a class that I didn't really understand. It was like, okay, well, you know, show me your paper. We got to get through this, but like, you know, not, not, you know, it's been a long time since college. I didn't really cheat in college. Um, but you know, there are times where you just, you win as a community, you know, we all have each other's back, uplift everybody. You you gotta make it happen. So th mm -hmm. yeah, I, I understand. I, I, like I said, I've been there when I play board games, I'm a hundred percent a cheater. <laughs> like I don't oh. care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I don't play games. Well, you know this about me. I don't really yes. like games. And yeah, so like, I'll watch people play. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't have the ambition to like win like that in games. So I like watch people and I will see people cheating. I won't even care. I'll be like, it's fine. The, uh, I just like to call people out because it's funny. You know, um, like those people who don't know how to play Uno, I call it out every time. <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part. Yeah, if, when I play Uno is I might peek at your card. Mm, okay. I, do there you I go. don't care. <laughs> it's who I am. Okay. It is. <laughs> don't judge me. But yeah, I, I like to win a lot. You know this. I mean, folks, if anyone listening watches me on Goose Goose Duck, you know that I'm insufferable. And and I know it. And I don't care. This is why I think we get along. Because yeah. we will never, one, be paired together for That's anything. True. Because it would I would murder you. Yeah, you like, would. I literally would be like, you're <laughs> too laid back. I hate you. You're just friends with everyone. Y'all, we did an escape room one time, and I was just like standing there while Sasha and a couple of other people were just like tearing through all the tasks, and I was just, like trying to be out of the way, you know, like I don't want to make anybody. But you mad. figured out the last task, and you were yeah. so surprised. Well, yeah, I'm good at puzzles. I just don't like competing and stuff. I don't know. It just feels like weird to me now. It's like I'm older. It's like added unnecessary stress. But Sasha was on. I mean, like she like laser focused. She was moving so quickly. She was drawing on these maps and stuff. Like, man, I'm not, I'm never doing this with y'all again. <laughs> <laughs> I know I took my shoes off. You like, did. You got down to the nitty gritty. Listen, why? Like, you can't do an escape room in heels. Sorry, it's just not possible. So I and I was hanging out with giants. So what yeah, can true. I do? Okay, what yes. can I do? Uh, li yeah. Listen, the point is, I will cheat and I don't care. Yeah, uh, and I won't games. play, so I don't have to cheat. There you go. Correct. <laughs> but when you, yeah, Chappelle's like for how like loud and tall he is, he will blend in <laughs> when there's this kind of conflict. <laughs> I will. See. I shut down in the game. I'm like, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> but like, I'm competitive in stuff that I care about. I just don't care about playing games. It just doesn't do anything for me. But dear God, don't you ever watch me. Like if somebody actually watches me watch football, oh, you just call the police. I'm the worst. Nobody should ever. Like I tell, I'm like, I'm not competitive. Let it be football. It, it's, I am insufferable. I am a, the worst person to ever watch football with. Cause I will, I will root against my own team. I will cuss them out, talk crazy to them. If they're not playing up to par and 
don't let your team be playing in the suck. I'm gonna talk crazy to them too. I just I it's something about that sport that'll that gets my competitive juices going. But everything else, I'll be chilling. Oh, we yeah. I we all know me on Saturdays. It's truly I'm in hell every you on, Saturday. You on Saturdays and me on Sundays. Yes. We kind of got the weekend sewed up. Yeah, you know, so if you want to know why people are just randomly angry and yelling on the timeline and that's the one time i feel like we don't get a lot of likes because all the reality people are like what the fuck is going on do y'all watch sports like yes yes do i watch i will go to the hospital over this (laughs) exactly that's my problem okay Mm -hmm. i wish i just watched and didn't care about anything but yeah whatever i I can't okay we get my team's on a bye i will thank god for my heart that is all I have to say. Uh, but yes, how do we how do we feel about this episode? Like, I also felt like this was fun where we got a little bit of all our favorite characters. And I think we got some Davy being mess, which mm-hmm. I've been waiting for. Hello. So yeah. I just I enjoyed it. I feel like we're back on track, which is fine. I think Ben can get one episode for whatever. So we start. With Davy and Slug Boy um, near Dish uh, on a Froyo date, and they're very excited. And this has to be the most uh, like they see, they is like South Asian uh, thing to ever happen because they're both like, "Where does your mom think you are right now?" <laughs> and they're both at debate practice in quotation marks. It's, it's like debate, like a really big thing in like like the Indian community, or is it just well, anything? Yeah, no, like anything that's like academic, mm-hmm. like a, like a club fine. or organization that has yes. to be like honor society or something like that. Okay, so they just both happen to be into debate. Yes, I think that's what it is because they even say like you're in debate. Oh, you're in debate, like the Spider Man meme. So I think that just happened to be a happy coincidence. That is obviously to set up the whole episode, but it's just I loved it because she was. They even said I'm out on a weekday, and I thought that was just me that was not allowed out on weekdays. But thank God, I feel seen. I feel seen on a, on a school night. Oh, hell no. You ain't going out on no school night. You know what I'm saying? You got to be home studying. You might have chores or whatever, but you got to get up for school in the morning. Now, on the weekend, yeah, you might see me out in the streets, but um, not on a weeknight. Not not when I was in high school, no. Oh, you weren't allowed out. Even like senior year, I still remember I wasn't allowed. I was like, this is pathetic, bro. Well, yeah, I get a little bit more leeway than you do because I'm a, a, a guy, right? So my mom would be like, go, but like, come back, you know, like, uh, like be back before a certain time or something mm-hmm. like that. But it wasn't like I had a car or anything. So it was definitely oh, like me okay. going out and hanging out with my friends in the streets, you know, and then, like, and I, and I was, a, uh, I was, I think I've talked about this before, but I was, I ride the city bus all the time, like around Houston, I just had to get around to see everybody. So it was kind of like, you have to really schedule your day so that you can make it back in time to where you don't get in trouble. So I had a little bit more leeway than Davey does. But, I mean, we've seen Nelanie. We know how she gets down. This is not a surprise. Yeah. So, again, this is very normal, I will say, for probably most immigrant parents. But specifically, I know for Indians, like, all my friends were on super lockdown, even in college. At least my mom eased up in college because I was like, what are you going to do? Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I was like, you either you want me to lie or do you want a relationship? You can decide. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I understand got it (laughs) live your life and then she started being like why are you in relationships just have fun like why are you why are you tied down that was my mom's uh advice to me when i was leaving for college do not get into a relationship 
she's a cool mom now. Yeah, she literally was like, no, you should experiment. You should have fun. I was like, what the fuck? So, you know, it is. Listen, maybe they change. There's hope. There's hope for everyone. So we realize that they're both, Davy and Des, are going to be at a debate tournament together, which is very exciting. And uh, before that, we have a lot more setup to do, y'all, because they're very excited. They're going to be cross-firing with each other, which I guess is like how smart people flirt. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to debate against each other. Ooh, you know, uh, but you were on the track team, right? You never had uh, mm-hmm. like a like somebody that like a competitor from like a different school. Or something I mean, I like wasn't that. very good uh, in, uh, okay. in America. I was good mm-hmm. in India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well, yeah in india I, I had a competitor yes one specific person yes yeah so I feel, I feel like that happens sometimes you know little competitive fun yeah. against each other but i find Sasha, it very hot to be on different teams with I, someone that you're uh dating or that you're flirting with i that's actually like like ben says and like whatever weird kink i don't know if it's weird kink but like low-key when i came to ou i was like oh if i married someone that went to texas like that mm-hmm. would be really fun for me yeah, it's like it kind of gets your competitive juices flowing too. Yes. You know, you you've talked about how similar you are to Davy, but I could definitely see that where it's like somebody has to need to be able to go back and forth with you a little bit. You oh know, you God, can't. Yes. You if anybody is going to let you run them over, then you just won't have time for them. Listen, there was a reason my husband is the first person I dated for almost <laughs> a year. <laughs> Well, now more than that, but you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah, I, to me, I was like, I get this. Like, I like to be on opposing teams with your significant other, just because I think it's like exciting. And then, um, Davy does ask the question. We're all wondering, why did you ghost me, man? What happened? Which I feel like this is growth for our girl because she. Mm-hmm. W- I feel like she wouldn't ask before because she's like, he's hot. Let me not mess this up. Yeah, I think she I think for Paxton, she was willing to put her clown nose on and her clown shoes mm-hmm. on because she had been in love with him for so long. That's you know, like she'd been pining for him her whole life. And now like so she didn't want to mess it up. But I think with Des, it feels like, no, this feels more organic than the Paxton thing did. And so it's like, yeah, if we're both kicking it, you you ghosted me. You We clearly like each other. Let's just talk it out, because I think Davey, now that she's been in a relationship, she's been in two of them. You know, the David we met had never been in a relationship. Yeah, that's and true. And so, yeah, I think she's kind of getting more like, she's more confident in herself a little bit. But I definitely was waiting on her to ask the question because it's been several episodes since he got since he got ghosted. So I've been waiting on us to have this conversation. And he can't get away with it, slug no. boy. You just no, can't. No, dear God, no. Okay, you can't. So mm-hmm. he, he, I feel like he's right here. So I'll say does for now. Because he says, listen, I felt like you were maybe on a rebound with Pat, with, some guy because you were literally crying over someone and she said only six minutes which Mm -hmm. i was like ma'am six minutes is a long time to be crying in public yeah like Mm -hmm. ma'am if if you ran off to the bathroom or something had a moment and you got yourself back together and came out you you know wipe your eyes out wash your face get back out there you know you don't let people see you sweat but this man who you are also attracted to is watching you cry over your ex like of course, he's not going to like want to pursue you because that makes it already feel like maybe he has an uphill battle or something like that. Maybe you you have so much feelings for this guy that you won't even give him a chance. So, I mean, Des was making some good points. I don't know if I would have pursued, you know, someone in that situation where they're just over there crying. You know, it's not the yeah, most you just attractive don't want to be a rebound. Yeah, hundred percent. Or even you don't want them to go back to their to their person mm, after you know once true. they. 
once they get all this crying out and they decide they're going to pick themselves up, you don't want to be the one left behind. Yeah, like you're almost then the stepping stone back into mm-hmm. either back or onto the next. It doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, that'll be yeah, that's horrible. I'll be damned. I no, not me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm like really wondering. I don't think I've ever been in that situation. God. If I was in it, nobody told me. <laughs> yeah, that part. Same. Same. Exactly. But we know our problem is we don't break up with people. So we don't mm-hmm. maybe we were. Right. And then, you know, I, I appreciate this is a very, again, honest conversation because Davey does share that, you know, it was an issue with Paxton, but time has passed and it, she likes a new guy. And this was cute because he's like, new guy. And then they just kiss. And then he's yeah. like, but me, right? Me, me. Right. Just be clear. You talk about me. Yeah, this is this is precious. Sasha, the first time you watched this show. And you saw that he ghosted her and you saw this moment. What were you thinking about these two as like a couple? I like I liked it on account mm. that I think they have a lot more in common. And Ben said this last episode, right? Where they they he he, sorry, uh Des is a mix of Paxson and Ben, which I felt like very real. And I've been team Ben, and a lot of the reason has been that. I just want Davey to be with someone that intellectually gets her mm-hmm. and that intellectually kind of keeps up with her because like you, you, I mean, you just said that at the start of this podcast, but if I think if someone isn't intellectually with you for a Davey or even for a Ben, they're just going to come off so off-putting and it's not going to look good. So that's why I like this. I was excited. I was like a hot brown guy, like finally Mindy. Because we know Mindy has a weird thing for like white dudes. I don't know. She's been tripping lately anyway. We ain't going to talk about it, but she, what, her tweets, Mindy, what you doing? Yes, that part. Okay. Um, And just like every protagonist is white. Like, why? I, I, I common was like for the first one we got, I feel like in years that wasn't. Mm. So I, you know, that's. All I'm saying is that I just appreciated that he was brown. So the bar was very much on the on the floor for this. But I, I he felt normal and he felt like a cute little kid that just that gets it. Yeah. But, you know, that was my initial reaction. Slug just boy. wondering. Yeah. Slug yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Were you like excited for this? I think so, because I, I think a part of me is like trying to figure out what's coming next for Davy. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it feels about right. My issue though is still that that lizard brain of my ego is always like, "But you ghosted me." Like for me, I think I, I think Davy would be more mature than I would have been at that point. Because me, I probably would have been trying to get revenge. Like really, I, even if like it was a random ghost, I but think, I, boys would also maybe not be in that situation. Right, like no, because if a girl told me like I thought I saw you simping over some other chick, and so oh. I, that's why I kind of dipped out on you, I think I would understand it, especially if I was simping, right? Like if I if I know, and I think that's the thing with Davy, she knows that he's telling the truth, so she exactly. can't really take it personally. But if it's just like you ghosted me because you assumed something and it wasn't true, ah, oh, nah, I might just be luring you back in to ghost you. I don't, I don't really know right now because I don't act like that anymore. But in high school, I definitely had those moments where it'd be like. I'm at a crossroads between trying to get back at you and trying to like accept this apology and move forward, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's true. I I agree with that. Cause I mean, the boy that I like or that I dated like seriously in high school, I, I wasn't sure that he liked me. Well, rather that we, you know, we, you did that like on the phone late at Mm -hmm. night and it was stupid because we were best friends for three years. Why the 
F would you date anyway? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like, I, well, I know we like each other and whatever, but like it's time he needs to ask me out already. But I was never, right. ever, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't be me. So I remember being like, being telling the right blabbermouth friend to be like, oh, I wonder when X person is going to finally ask me out because it's getting too much. And then that night it was done. <laughs> yeah. Game of telephone kicked in and uh, things happened. Yeah, and and I had to do that in college when this one guy had no social media. And I was like, well, how the F am I going to get to this person? Because I'm not going to find him. So what do we do? And then another blabbermouth friend showed up. And I was like, wow, thank you for blessing me with that. (laughs) So you always have to make sure that you tell the right person and just give them enough info to you not look desperate. But you give enough info to be like, well, I'm waiting. And that that's enough. I feel at least that that's that's my move because mm-hmm. boys are slow. I in the boys I have been with are just a little slow in catching on to what I would like happen. Yeah. But anyway, so after that uh, goes on, we we get like a cute. They kiss. I like the kiss. I'm I'm very much always uh looking at kisses if it doesn't look cute like Ben and Davies kisses. I don't like them. I don't think it works. Uh, mm. but it is what it is. They, uh, they finally talk. They have a cute kiss. And now we're at school. because And Eleanor is very excited because after the pirate wench uh, ad with Trent's uncle, she has an audition for a talent agent. I'm so excited for my girl. Look at her glowing. I love it. I wonder if we're getting a setup for Eleanor for like she made it and her mom didn't. Oh, yeah, because we really don't talk about that much on this podcast. We don't really mm-hmm. talk about, like, what's going to happen after they graduate, yeah. right? Like, we know they want to go to college, but, you know, starting to think down the line, what if there is a world where her mom, you know, who sucks, um, didn't make it, but Eleanor is, like, actually going to be a successful actress. I would really like to see that for her um, because clearly she's in a good mood. She's got a man now, but mm-hmm. she also has, like, she's getting work. Um, and so, um, yeah, she's uh, she's feeling herself, and I really like that for her. Yeah, let's see. I'm I'm excited wherever this may go for her. And then Fabiola is also very excited, but she's like, because Eleanor asks them if you could help her film her audition. But Fab says, hey, actually, that uh, Davy and I are going to be at a debate tournament this weekend. Sorry. Uh, you know, Eleanor. She she has a social circle now. We're fine. Eleanor will be fine. And then Anissa asks Davy about Des, and they have like a, a fun little moment together because listen, their moms are friends, so there's no clue that they're dating. And yeah, truer words have not been spoken because I don't know about you, but my mom is super eagle-eyed. But if there's like a person that she approves, then she'll like almost approves as in like that she doesn't see as a threat. I don't know the right word, but yeah. then she'll just become like dumb and not like pay attention that this is a thing that could happen. Yeah. I have experience like that too. I mean, my mom's not like that at all. She's like, she's, she's on it all at all times. She just, mm-hmm. she's super protective. But for me, I'm, I am the person that people let their guard down around. Like, cause yeah. I, like I went over parents so easily a lot of times. And so they'll be like, oh, he's fine. Don't worry about him. And that's not like I was like doing it on purpose to like capitalize on like, oh, like I, now I can like go holler at your daughter. But, you know, <laughs> for, but it would just be like, like, I know that I can get away with stuff that they would never let their kids get away with. You know what I'm saying? Just because 
I think it's because I'm funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it's like they don't take me seriously. Like you said, it's one of those things. Like they don't look at you as a threat. They look at me like a clown. So it's kind of like, oh, okay. He's just he's just hanging out. He's just being goofy. There's not really anything in there to worry about. It's very much like Trent. You know, like when you see Trent, they're like, mm -hmm. oh, what is he gonna do? Um, even when what was it? Was was it Davy and Trent? And she's like, I don't even look at these guys as guys. You know, like yeah. that's how kind of how I am. It's like this is just Chappelle. He's not. He's not like uh, anything for me. You know, and so I kind of get that. But from everybody, you know, just little do just, they know. No, I'm just kidding. But. I, no, I mean it's kind of true. I mean, like, oh, like I, I said, people, people people underestimate me a lot. But I, I think it does come from just me letting their guard down. You know, through just trying to just being kind of nice and and just you know happy. You know, they just kind of like hmm, this. This is a good kid. Um, I'm not a bad kid. I was never a bad kid. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we finally get a moment okay because everyone's getting set up but hello we need the biggest of them all anisa and fabiola finally share that they're dating and oh the reactions of eleanor and davy are so sweet uh-huh everybody's so happy for them because this is when everybody's revealing their uh secret liaison de jour, you know Ooh, and uh <laughs> Well, yeah, it was just what well, John Macaroca said, so so could I. Um, but you know, it's like everybody has like these secret relationships, and this is probably the coolest one. The the fact that Anissa and Fab are together. Um, Davy's like, y'all are both hot, so it makes sense. And um, yeah, after that first kiss, they finally have acknowledged that they had a crush and that they are a couple. Um, but this storyline is gonna be very funny for me because I don't know. I like I said in the beginning, I remember we talked about this a few episodes back. I was saying when they decided they were gonna, you know start to date or even when they were doing the will they want they i was like do we want this you know like we're, we're famously against dating within the friend group anyway um uh, but it's kind of like i do just maybe i just want them to have fun you know and get to know each other because they've only from from what i can tell fabiola's only really dated one person and so I'm like fab live your life and i don't know anisa's dating history but it just seems like they were good enough friends where this didn't have to be super serious if they didn't want it to be yeah, and that's the thing I think you only understand with experience. But I think if you're under 23, I just don't think you should be in anything serious. I think it's just not fun because you have so much life you need to figure out. And, mm -hmm. and sure, there's exceptions to every rule. Don't come for me. But I'm saying is that like you have your whole life to be figured out and you – I just can't imagine being with a boy and then that, you know, boy factor into me figuring out my life. Like, I'd rather jump off, you know, like, no, couldn't be me. OK, but I just feel that's why I don't think anything serious is ever worth it around that age. And it's so much heartbreak. Like, why does heartbreak hit you harder? You know, when you're young, because mm -hmm. when I was older, I was like, OK, <laughs> cool. You're an idiot. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. When you're, yeah. when you're young, it's like, it's, I don't know. I think it's just you, you, you've never felt such strong feelings yeah. and everything. And then teenagers think the world revolves around them. You know, like, so like you're the center of the universe. You're the only person who's ever felt these things. Nobody understands. And when you're a teenager, people tell you that and you're like, no, I'm not that dramatic. And then you look back and you're like, oh, dear God, I was that dramatic. Um, yeah. I would, My mom it, still makes fun of me for it. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm so glad that like. I think my stepdad, if if he was around still, I know he would be like on my neck. Like you talk all this hot, you talk this big game, but I remember you when you were in middle school simping. It was like, well, that's why I don't simp now. I had to go through the fire, you know. They say exactly. It's like they call me slipping once, but the point mm -hmm. is, I grown. I right. Grown. 
I'm not the same. But oh my god, imagine if like folks that knew us when we were younger, like as in that we simped for, like now would hear us and be like, you fucking liars. And it's like, no, I just grew. That's all I'm Yeah, I'm not the same person. And you can't do it to me now. I bet you won't. I bet you would still wish you could. Right. I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? We chilling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we're evil. They keep shit. They keep coming back. Not me. I mean, same for me, unfortunately. (laughs) I'm married. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, we finally get this this beautiful sharing uh, moment with them. And then I love that Anissa and Fabiola are like, or Fabiola maybe rather, is like, so are we Aniola? Which I was like, did they say Ariola? (laughs) That's what Mm. I thought. And then for, um, not for Breeze, but whatever. Um, Fenisa. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Fabiza. And I was like, stop, stop this. Couple, I don't think couple names are a thing anymore. Uh, well, we say that, but we also watch Big Brother where the jailer stands and still on Twitter, like having these damn spaces. Dear God. Well, maybe it's just for that specific fan base. Because I do think there there was a time, you know, like in the early 2000s where it was like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Anderson and Benifer and all these other stuff. And like Angelina. Like, yeah. yeah, but I don't think we really do that anymore. Yeah, like I, I just don't remember. But also PR relationships are maybe much more mm-hmm. in the f- forefront. So that's why I don't know. Bollywood definitely has a few, but I don't feel like it's so in your face. Or maybe... I'm just actively rejecting it. It is what it is. Okay. So it's really beautiful because Anissa says, no, we're just us. And that's okay. And that's enough, which was beautiful. And then they tried to like do a whole goodbye, which this is a big deal for high schoolers. So I understand Mm -hmm. if you're dating, you're just like, yeah, how do we say bye? Are we going to be annoying? Are we going to be cringe? Are we going to be really cute? What's up? And uh, they go in and it's like a you bobbed and I weaved and you yes. <laughs> you you pounded and I high fived and oh it was horrible. Like a, it was like a horrible game of paper, rock, scissors. You know, like he, <laughs> he's like I went this way, he went that way. It's like, oh, almost had you. Like, we'll try this. I mean, they were trying so hard to get this in this kiss in or this hug in, and then it ended with the worst possible scenario, a forehead kiss. I wanted to jump out of my skin because really? Cause that is so creepy. Like this is y'all's first like oh, big okay, moment fine. as a relationship, and y'all are in the hallway. Y'all are trying to make this like we're we're a couple. We're hot. Here's what we're gonna do. Let's show affection. Anissa kiss. I mean Fab kisses her on her forehead, basically because she's a foot taller than her. <laughs> I do like forehead kisses, but yeah, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, this is supposed to be y'all's affection moment. This is not like, you know, forehead kiss for somebody you've, you know, been with for a while. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But this is like supposed to be y'all's moment. He's like, a forehead kiss. I would have laughed at them if I was in the hallway. Yeah, I think I would have too. Oh, horrible. But it's just, this is where I would say, you know, and consent maybe is a little bit implied. And maybe, okay, I'm just saying maybe, but... This would be a nice moment, right? To be a little assertive and just grab the face. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I, yeah. I think they couldn't tell who was supposed to grab the face. That's true. Listen, yeah. gender roles sometimes do work out in your favor. Because I'm just like, well, it's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's unfortunate. Whatever works out. Uh, it's awkward. And we're 
we're going to watch them kind of unspool this, mm-hmm. whatever that may mean. So then they both say their awkward goodbyes, right? They're done for class. And then we get a cutaway to Paxton and Phoebe. Hello. Didn't know they're still here. And Paxton is like giving growth because he's like, want to go to an art gallery? What? Yeah. Mm, I, I, like, I, are you trying to make us believe that this is just Davy's impact? Or maybe is this just Paxton getting older? You know, like I said, mm-hmm. he's about he's about 18 now. He's about to graduate. He wants to go to college. So maybe he is opening his mind to other things. Um, but, you know, Phoebe is not really interested in that. She wants the old Paxton. She's like, or we could just make out in your garage. What are you talking about? Um, and he's just kind of, I think he's kind of bored with her. He's like, I want to do different stuff. Eventually he gives up and just says, okay, I guess we'll just, you know, go hook up. And her response is, he should write movies because he's so hilarious. What did he Stop say that was it. funny? Did I, he make a joke? Are you watching Love is Blind? No, I'm not watching it. Oh, okay. What's going on? Spoilers for Love is Blind. But there is one person, I won't even say their name just in case it's spoiler. And she literally, the, Love is Blind is the premise is you are not, you don't, you're, you don't see each other and you're only talking. You only hear the voice. Anyway, and you have to get married to, you know, that's the way kind of you end the your relationship so this one girl there and they speed date so this one girl literally was like yeah i don't like to get serious or i don't like to get deep that's not fun and this guy was like right then this is not gonna work because i want a wife that i can like talk talk deep with and she was like oh i mean i just like to be surface because that's more fun Mm. so that's phoebe phoebe grows up to be that is what Oh, I believe because I couldn't I, I can't I can't believe that person was real when they were saying it and Paxson I think also Chappelle has had a breakthrough when he was talking with Ben mm-hmm. where they had like oh I'm jealous of you oh well I'm jealous of you actually blah 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 so I think that this is also a moment from that uh, where I'm maybe growth is coming so that will that will come up later but for now that's it now after school Davy and Des are studying in her room which I, t- I don't care how close you are. <laughs> My mom would never. She'd be like, there's a dining table right here. Oh, yeah. I've definitely studied with women or, well, girls when I was in high school at my mom's dining room table. Like, legit. Like, they're coming over to study. Like, you know, like, I, I wasn't like a big studier either. So it would have to be like a group project or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? And it's like, oh, they're coming to study. Here's the dining room table. Y'all all be right here. Uh, okay like i at no point was i like well can we go to my like i'm not crazy what are you doing my so mom would embarrass to, me in front of yeah. them if i asked right well, like, no why would you why would you even fix your lips to ask me that question you know and so for davy to be this comfortable i mean the door is open melanie has been loosening up a little bit so maybe that's what's going on or maybe she's just really clouded by this other indian kid who might be a good influence on davy that's what I was thinking because um and I will say when Indians get together, we loud. We are very loud. My family is definitely on the loudest spectrum because I got we got kicked out of a restaurant in India. Uh, just it was south in it was in South India and we are like n- North Indians. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but as a loud person from a loud family, 
that would be my only way that I get to be like, y'all are too loud and I, and you're cooking and you need mm-hmm. the space. So let me, let me get out. Let of me get way. out of your way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my mom might be like, we, we can go in the room. You'll mm-hmm. be outside. That's what my mom used to do. Well, she would give me privacy as in she would be in her room, which was literally shared a wall with the living room. So I don't know if that counted, but you know, I, we were still doing, I was doing dirt in the living room. It is what it is. Yeah. But <laughs> then when, while that's happening, finally, Nalini calls them for dinner and Des goes, okay, let's make out now. What? Are you cracked? He's crazy. He is nuts. Cause I mean, like, listen, the one you're already up there on borrowed time in the room in the first place. Y'all got this secret relationship. He's it's reminding me of Kamala in that first season where it's like, why are you sneaking dudes in and out of the house? Like, you know, they're going to trip, you know? And it's like, and I, I get it. She's older. Like, Kamala obviously has a lot more leeway than Davey does. But because of that, I could forgive Kamala for being so reckless. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, Davey even calls it out. If 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 they see you, if they see y'all, both of y'all going to be headless. So there will be no making out. But maybe they'll be buried together. Probably. Yeah. No, Never. No, never. <laughs> Indian no. parents are so petty. Can you imagine? They would be on different sides of the world on purpose. So shut up. They wake up. Wake up, everyone. But yeah, my mom was nicer where she knew that like I was we were probably just kissing. We were not doing too much. And my mom would stay in the room. She was kind enough. And then um after at 10 o'clock, right on the dot on the weekend, she'd be like, bye, mm-hmm. bye from her room. And I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. But yeah, it's time for you to go. <laughs> but you know, I, I got at least two hours. That you know, one movie. Thank you, mom. That was nice enough. Uh, but my mom was a little nicer than Nalini, I guess. Then they, but as all of this is happening, there's a, there's a, um, a event schedule that comes up that says a uh, upcoming debate showdown, but it says easy practice sesh at Sherman Oaks. Stop this. Stop this. Okay. Well, he said it's what the team just puts it on the calendar as. And I, I kind of believe him, like, because Davey initially thinks that he just put that in his phone. Like, yeah. oh, this is my event. But I think the team actually was kind of like, no, nah, we're, we're we're going up against Sherman Oaks. And I believe that because he tells her, I mean, we're one of the top ranked schools in the country. And I know y'all get close to beating us sometimes, but that's when we send our freshmen. So if this is a team that their freshman has been beating y'all for years, yeah, I mean, they probably put it on like a, like a scrimmage for them. They're not really thinking of this as a real competition. And that happens sometimes, you know, like big schools trounce smaller schools all the time for money or, you know, and to give the schools like publicity a little bit. And so it things like this happen. So I, I didn't think she should have taken it as personally. But we know Davy is hyper competitive and she's not going to go for this. Yeah. And it's that like asshole friend. Um I don't know his, I forget his name in the show. I mean, because we meet him next, we'll meet him next episode. But he's Reese Witherspoon's son. Oh. Yeah, that's who that guy is. Reese Witherspoon and uh, Ryan Felipe's son. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And and now that you see it, now you'll, he looks just like his dad, like literal copy paste. So, (laughs) like, he looks just like Ryan Felipe, I think, with a little bit of Reese. But anyway, so that's who that kid is. And that's who allegedly did this. I was like, yeah, this freaking douche. Uh, I can't. I can't with him. So I appreciate it because I think Dez is only showing up to debate so that him and Davey can get some time to hang out together, which I was like, that's a real one. That's a that's a good boyfriend. 
Mm-hmm. But Davey can't see it. She He's telling her, like, oh, yeah, we get to hang out. And don't worry about us calling y'all the easy team to beat. Like, we're going to spend time together. And the whole time, she's just like, so y'all think y'all can beat us? So y'all think we some scrubs or something? What, y'all think we just out here like some bitches? Like, we just not going to stand mm-hmm. up? Like, what you mean? Like, so she's re- legit kind of like plexi. You know, like, wait, what's going to happen here? Here, Like, you... Text your friend back and tell him that we real out here. You know, Davey don't play them games. I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's me, unfortunately, because I would be like, who do you think you are? Like, you're not that cute. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would try to cut him a little bit, you know, somehow. But that's, that's I'm sick. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and high school me. I, I'm grown. I'm grown now. I want to make it clear anyway so while all of that is happening you know they kind of get back to studying they get it's a cute little happy family friends have all of it then we do get also a kamala and manish segment so mr kulkarni is at kamala's apartment you know trying to like get her set up man's is messing around with the label maker calls himself sexy and i was like just stop it end it Mm-hmm. Manisha's a sex symbol now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think he was always supposed to be somebody who Kamala could potentially be with. Yeah. And now we're seeing what they look like as a couple. Um, and I I I like them together. I don't know uh what what you know is gonna come to for season four, but I'm kind of rooting for this couple. Of all the couples we've seen so far, I kind of like this one the most. I can see Kamala ending alone, but not in a, in a miserable way, but in like, I need to found a tech company way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where I see her going. Cause I just, mystical. I can't see it. Even though I love him yeah. uh, and he's Marathi shout out, uh, just like me, but I just, I can't see it. I don't know why. So let's see, but you know, they have like a cute little back and forth about how boring they are, which is like, that's just adulting. I, if you're a responsible adult, you're effing boring. Like, I don't think there's anything fun. <laughs> no, I'm just, that's so wrong. But, you know, you you have f- friend trips to be fun, I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm fun every single day of my life, unfortunately. So uh, they have a cute little thing. And then, and then I love that he's like, but we can have sex. And that makes us not boring. <laughs> and she's like, okay. You know, yeah. so, like, he's winning as far as I'm concerned because coming is amazing you're not wrong and she does have to go home though to help out Patti because Patti's a hoarder and she was out cold 12 hours under some boxes so bless our heart Patti but this I don't know if your family does this but my family also holds on to every silly little thing no, my mom, she does the, like, decorations. So if it's, like, mm. for a holiday, dear God, we probably have, like, old, like, Santa Clauses from 20 years ago. That I'm like, wow. can we just throw this stuff away? But it's not like it's, like, around the house. It's just, like, in storage, you know, like, yeah, in case same. you ever need it. But, like, no, we don't really keep a lot of, like, trinkets and stuff. Um, just because like she's like really big on like just decorating and having like all the stuff around the house and then I'm super messy so I can't keep trinkets around because it'll be all across everywhere and her stuff and like and like so like we never like when I was growing up we just never had that I would just get rid of stuff so quickly I like to throw stuff away I kind of get like it's cathartic for me yeah to be just like let's get all this clutter out of here I just like rather than clean something up I'd much rather throw it away dear god yeah I can see that I'm very much a hoarder and Mm -hmm. that causes mess 
I clutter in my house. Like, it's not dirty, but yeah, there's clothes, books specifically are just like everywhere. And I can't, I can't help it. I think it's because I, I always say it to my mom that you moved me from India to Oklahoma to San Antonio and then I moved to San Francisco. I, I hold on to things because you look at what you did to my life. Right. And I'm a minimalist. I really am. I think it's, but it's, I think it's similar. Cause like, like my, like I said, my mom always had a bunch of stuff. We mm. moved around a little bit, but I always felt like I don't want to be rooted in anything. Like I want to be able to go. And so I was like, I don't need a lot of crap because if, what if tomorrow I decide I'm going to get up and move uh, to a different, you know, state or something like that. I don't want to have that stuff bogging me down, but uh, you know, later on we find out why Patti's like this, yeah. but I was just kind of happy to see that, Patty is talking to Kamala because remember for a minute she was disowned. Yeah, they're besties again. It, it's giving mm-hmm. maybe because Kamala is helping her, right? It's it's giving selfish a little Patty, but I'll allow it. Yeah. And then <laughs> it, I love that they do have a moment. Yeah, Granny hates me. <laughs> Why did you like, say it like that? She does though. <laughs> I, unfortunately, yeah. And again, I don't like Indian families are just not gonna lie if they don't like you. It's evil. Then, uh, but we listen. Everyone's had debate. He has, he's has a social calendar that is filled with teenagers at debate practice. So anyway, now we get to school. Okay, and Davy is full on yelling at her team because she's like, "I'm riled up. Des Des and his team are way too confident. I don't like this. We have to win. Like y'all mm-hmm. are not gonna put the clown nose on me. This is not happening." Right. And even though she's trying to hype people up, Ben is the one who's telling her to calm down. And I love this because last episode, Ben is like stressing himself out. I mean, he basically was so full of shit that he couldn't even like, you know, function. (laughs) And now he's like, I hear you, Davey. And I can tell this is motivated by some like star-crossed lovers thing that you're trying to do against this rival team. Like I can tell what's going on here. But honestly, I'm just not going to let what other people do affect me like that right now. And I was like, look at you. That's some growth. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, he's he's not getting wrapped up in the storm. Yes, Ben. Do you are correct. And he also caught I love that he obviously is very jealous of Des because he's like, even though I don't want to support whatever kink this is, your Love Island lookalike boyfriend is correct. And I was like, oh Ben, look at you. drag him a little it's fine and then fabiola also is like listen they get stuff without commercials they're very much plugged in they have money and all we have is a newspaper that shows up which will come up to play later with a topless santa uh, or mrs claus so speaking of you know weird decorations maybe uh in the house and then uh we get a lot of back and forth again. Davy's like trying really hard to kind of bicker with Des, and he's just like, "I'm trying to flirt. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, she's 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 in competitive mode, right? And he's kind of like, "I just wanted to kick it with the girl I like." But Davy's like, "I once she saw that calendar thing say easy win. Oh, she's seeing red. You know, that's the thing that her and Ben have in common." Uh, normally, like, you know, mm-hmm. and since he doesn't have that connection to Dez, he can look at it realistically and be like, yeah, they're going to beat us because they're better than us. They have always been better than us. And it's an uphill battle for us. Davy saw it. She saw red and she's not going to be stopped. Um, and I, and again, that's why we love Daisy, Davy, because she's just 
will go there. She will go and be completely messy over little stuff like this. And then we get to reel her back in. So I wasn't surprised that she was acting like this. And I was actually kind of happy with Dez because he he didn't let it slow him down either. He wasn't like, man, you're acting crazy. Because uh, Paxton would have tapped out. He'd be like, yeah. calm down. He did you know? tap out. Mm. Yeah, right. But uh, Dez was like, no, this is cool. It'll be all right. We, we can go up against each other. And then we're going to still be together. And I, yeah. I was appreciating that. I love that he just kind of like lets her be <laughs> where he's just like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're having your moment. I'll allow it. I, I think that's really cute. And then it's debate tournament time, which is very like Mr. Shapiro, shut up. Uh, he said bosom. Eric about lost his mind. And, you know, and then fast forward to the tournament happening. And I was very happy to see that Sherman Oaks is actually, you know, kind of keeping up with the competition. Oh, they're killing it. Because, listen, of course, we need the final matchup between Des and Davey as the both the teams. It's beautiful. We love it. Okay. They're making it. Um, And they're in the semifinals. All right, everyone. Pause. Because while this is happening, probably the most fun thing is going on yes. in the drama room. Because Eleanor is getting help by Trent, Paxton, and Phoebe over her audition. And she's going to be performing Jennifer Lopez's speech from Hustlers. So I'm Eleanor Wong and I'm five foot five and I'll be doing Jennifer Lopez's speech from Hustlers and my mouth fell open. Like the, you're a teenage girl. Why are you doing this speech? This is a grown up movie. You should be doing something else. Pick anything else that's child related. But this is Eleanor. She's dramatic. And she's going to be extra every time. And luckily, she has an extra-ass boyfriend in Trent because he says, cut, and just completely shuts her down because he just feels like something's missing, you know? He's worried that it's not going to pop, you know? Um, and so he brought her a stripper pole. And I love Eleanor because she's not phased by the actual stripper pole. She's like, it's not factually correct because she doesn't even strip in the sea. And I was like, Gosh, that's what just we're worried about. He's just trying to get the levels, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's trying to get her to, like, bring more to the table. Look at Trent, a supportive boyfriend. Yeah, I, I love this Trent. I think it's very fun. Like, this is when you're like, oh, like, hot boys are also, like, they have feelings too. Wow. Who would have thought? So I, I just very appreciate him here. Eleanor is being a little mean, a little diva. Like, but, you know that's who she is i guess we love her we support women's rights and wrongs um <laughs> here so i guess it's fine and uh anyway so while that's happening we get a whole um bit of paxton and phoebe being weird yeah. like i i don't understand this because paxton's like sorry i thought this would be fun and Phoebe's like, I like UFC, so I like people fighting. Hey, that's real. Because a part of me is like, yeah, I don't really want to be here. They're not really doing much. Eleanor's just kind of practicing. But we do like mess, you know. So y'all going to have a marital spat in front of us. I'm going to sit here and watch. You know, like, if y'all going to argue, I'm going to be right here the whole time. Pass me the popcorn. Why, why would I leave? Ugh, I like it. And that's us. That's why we podcast about reality TV. Um... But anyway, so while that's happening, uh, Trent is like, we need some pizzazz. We need some excitement. We need all of this. And he has fireworks that he's rigged. How? What kind of money do they have? Yeah, I mean, I, I, like we said, they're not poor at Sherman Oaks by any means. Um, 
And I think Trent just, uh, he he likes his girlfriend. So he wanted to go above and beyond and help her. Um, so yeah, he was trying to set the ambiance. He wanted to be subtle. He said, imagine doing your monologue, ripping those lines straight out of your mouth hole. And just as your speech climaxes super hard, this happens. And then the fireworks start going off. And Eleanor is pissed. Oh my God, I'm crying because first of all, we we know later on that Eleanor maybe is not, you know, experienced, and Trent is very much talking about um all of this stuff, which I was like, leave, get off her back, okay? Mm -hmm. Let her just nicely talk about this and uh, create something. But no, he has to be supportive, and he's taking the support a little too far because guess what? While they're arguing, everything lights on fire. Mm -hmm. The fireworks go everywhere, and it lights the curtains on fire. Eleanor's like, like uh, storming out. He's chasing after her, and they just leave Paxton and uh, Phoebe just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What is everyone doing? You know what I mean? Like it's just none of this makes sense. Like mm. nothing. And all of a sudden, of course, because of the fireworks, like, why are you setting fireworks inside? Make it make sense, but it won't. And mm -hmm. then just whatever. So th now the school's fire alarm is on. Everything is going to hell. And by this time, um, at the debate debate tournament, Davy's team is also, I feel like, not overwhelmed by Des, but you know, I, th I think she's shaking in her boots a little because the Jeopardy computer has showed up, the paralegals are there, and they now have to argue their case. So I think I think my girl is a little a little stressed out. Right, she's trying to hype everybody up still, but it, you can tell it's kind of weighing on her um, because of, look at me, look at what they're up against. You know, Ben is telling her like they got paralegals. Uh, Fabiola is talking about the cool computer. Um, and all Sherman Oaks really has is are like that newspaper. They don't even have like the cool blazers. Um, so yeah, it's an uphill battle. And when Davy has to decide what they're gonna do for their debate, I think the topic was privatization of outer space, you yeah. know, as a just cause, right? And so they have to determine if they're gonna do the affirmative or the negative. They pick the affirmative right as the alarm goes off. <laughs> Which I think Davy needed that break because mm -hmm. she was spiraling a little. Cause I, I get it. I feel like it's in intimidation mm -hmm. on their end uh which get out of here shut up stupid like how <laughs> dare you so they and we know that davy gets riled up but it's almost like not good rile up where she's now getting in her way and it's not like that good competitiveness so my girl just like take a break one second so we do get a break and um should we just quickly end this and then we'll go to what's happening at davy's house yeah let's do okay, it okay cool yeah, so so fire alarm starts ringing. Now, Eleanor is very upset with Trent for causing a fire. And they're, you know, going back and forth a little bit. And I love that Trent is like, no, like, that's fine. That's how we argue. And then we make up. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is getting Trent going, you know. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean just like, he's not saying that this is just our love language. This is how we communicate. No, he's saying like, this turns me on. This is what I want to see from her. I go to piss her off. So she yells, I yell, and next thing you know, we're being all passionate together. And it, this is toxic as hell. This is really like toxic one-on-one. It's these couples that clearly can't function without fighting. And they're always like, it's, it's such a bad relationship. It's emotionally abusive. But they are just like feeding off of this drama. 
I know so many people who just like, you're like, bro, if y'all are going to be fighting like that, y'all don't need to be together, but they're never going to break up because no. they love it. They love that. Just like this ratchet, just yelling out in the street, <laughs> keying each other cars. And it takes <gasps> something like horrible to happen for them to really get out of those relationships. And I think like if Eleanor and uh, Trent were a little bit more dramatic, it could be leading that way because you should not be getting turned on by the fact that somebody is very upset with you. Yeah, and then go out of your way to like make them upset so that you can make up. That's silly. Don't th no. It that's just not how we do relationships. It's gross. And why do why would you ever want to be that angry at your partner? Like I I don't understand. I I wouldn't rightfully or like always want to do that. It doesn't work for that. It's weird. Stop it. Okay, but Paxton, I think, does feel like, well, what does that feel like to be in a passionate relationship? Because even though I guess they're very physical, he is not enjoying any of it. He he's not here for it. So, you know, I think I think that's lighting a little bit of fire, no pun intended, for Paxton to get his like kind of maybe situation. And while all of that is happening, Davey receives a text. And <laughs> Oh my god. I don't think it's condescending, but I can see why Davy's mad. Uh and she gets a text from Des and she's like, "Hey, we're getting matcha. Would you like some?" She hates it. She's like, "Look at him. They're so laid back. They don't care about anything. We need to go in and now we're going to steal the notes." And her team hates this. They're like, "Please calm down. You're back mm -hmm. to being Davy. Stop this. Stop spiraling." It's too late. It's just too late. She's not that type of person. Davy's just like, once the competitiveness kicked in, she's like, I, I'm in fight mode right now, and we got to do the fight. And Des is like, no. And I think that's honestly one of the most annoying things in the world, where you want to argue with somebody because oh. you just got to get this thing out, and they just won't give you anything. It drives you crazy because you're like, no, I have all this energy. I feel so passionately about this. Go on this journey with me. And it's like, no, everything's good. You're like, no, fight. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you're just like, let me just shake you. Come on. Yeah, like do Whatever something. Yeah, I think I think that's what's driving her crazy. She's like, why is he not going there with me? Because Ben, if this was Ben and Davey in the same position, oh, he'd be walking over there like, hey, David, you suck. You know, like that. So yeah. This is just not what she's used to. No, and and I think this is what she needs, but she's not, she's not there yet. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then while all of that is happening, she's like, great, I'm going to go back to the school, brave a fire and steal the notes. Mm -hmm. Cause she feels like she got to give themselves a fighting chance. And, and I understand how like her logic works when this comes to this situation, because yeah, they have paralegals and a mm -hmm. supercomputer. Okay. You looked at their notes, you know, or you stole their notes. They already got all this other cool stuff. Um, and, you know, there's moments where Des tries to tell Davey, it's not that we are, we think we're better than you. We even acknowledge that we have more resources than you. You know, that happens all the time. But Davey's just like, nah, y'all ain't got that. Y'all resources cool, but we ain't broke. We got y'all. We gonna beat y'all. Like, Davey, calm down. It's not that important. But she's making it, the like, again, she thinks the world revolves around her. She's making this the most important thing in her life right now. Yeah, I just, I love how passionate and she is and how she just zeroes in on everything. It's it's wild to me because maybe it feels like a little bit of a mirror and it's it's not cool and I don't like it. Anyway, so then while all of that is happening, Davy does do the right thing and she does uh spot the rescue team and she drops the notes in the trash. She says, mm -hmm. "You know what? I'm a better person. 
let's let's not do this. That ain't what she did. She got caught (laughs) and she threw that binder in the trash because Manish hit the corner and she's like, oh God, I'm getting caught. Mr. K. Whatever. And he almost saw her. And and he, I, honestly, we say almost, but he knew what the hell was going on. He knew yeah. what Davy was doing because Davy says, "Oh, I just came in to save like whoever burned. Like I made sure all the kids get out." <laughs> Davy, stop it! When you become a firefighter, and you're so lucky that it mm-hmm. was Mr. Colcardi, someone that literally is trying to have sex with your own cousin. Right, that can't hurt. Cannot nepotism hurt. helped you out, baby? It's about time, right. I guess. <laughs> Anyway, so then uh, the tournament resumes. Anissa is now there, and she's there to cheer Fabiola on, you know, how the turntables. And, you know, she's really sad because Fabiola's just a proxy. <laughs> but yeah. Fab likes it. She's like, no, no, this is what I want. I'm cool. And then Dez starts to ask about um, the missing binder. And Mr. Kulkarni is like, great. So that's what Davy's ass was looking at. And he switches up the sides. And now um, Davy has to argue about the cons of the topic and not the pro, which was, I think, a big issue. Uh, but maybe not so much because turns out as this is happening, uh, we, we kind of find them at closing statements. And Davy's team wins because of that raggedy, wet, topless Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it. Sherman Oaks, the one newspaper that they had, it's like, I was like the tortoise in the hair or like David and yes. Goliath or something like that, where like the little person just destroys like the, the bigger, you know, machine. Um, because yeah, that, that one newspaper, Davy read it that same day. And so she remembered that article so quickly. And she was just saying that, you know, these uh, big private companies and schools she definitely throws some shade at their (laughs) school um and she's like they don't care about people you know privatization makes things worse um in exploration and in education so there you go yep and davy wins it all turns out she didn't need to or cheat but maybe i feel like she did need to cheat because guess what if she didn't cheat she would have had the pro and then she would have probably not won because the Sherman Oaks, what is that? Like weird wet newspaper wouldn't have come in handy. That's, That's all I'm saying. Okay. I feel like it was a little bit of luck too. Yeah, for sure. And she can't even celebrate the win because Mr. K is right there saying, hey, Davey, stay away after class because we got to talk. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Here's the drama. Said, Give her a pass. Come on. Never yeah. Let's make it work. But he's, he doesn't like it. He said it it, it will not work. So he is now, um every, you know, and she can't even hang out with Des after. We're just yeah. such a bummer because that was the whole point of this was they were going to make out until their moms picked them up. But turns out Mr. Coakerty is going to take her home and report the incident to her mom, which you could you could literally I would rather get a B on a test. Mm. Then like, you tell my mom. Pull ho- he pulled up at the house. Oh it's not like he called. You know, that's like my I, worst nightmare. I've had teachers call my mom at work. Like, I, like I said, I was a class clown, so I've had myself getting in trouble a bunch of times when my mom gets called at work or whatever. And I knew, like, the moment the teacher's like, "I'm calling your mom," like, "Here we go. I'm I'm about to die again." Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> but it's like I come to terms with it. But if a teacher ever went to my actual home, oh no. I don't know if we make. I don't know if I make it out of that one alive. I'm sorry, because that's so embarrassing for the like the, for your mom that your teacher actually physically had to come and knock on your door. Oh God, I think. Oh no, I think I'll be homeschooled. Yeah, probably. I probably wouldn't be able to leave the house anymore either. 
no, no phone, no life, no, no nothing. It, it would be Amish. Like I would go <laughs> probably have to live with Amish at that point because I don't know what else my mom would do. <laughs> no way. Uh, and then so now, you know, all of our people are going to come together or all the the Indians are going to come together in a little bit. But before that, uh, Paxton does have a conversation. So let's wrap up like everyone else and then we'll go uh, to the Vishwa Kumars. So Paxton is now with Phoebe and he is asking about her uh, her plans after graduation, but realizes that she doesn't have any because she's just talking about the graduation party. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's after graduation, right? Like after graduation, I'm going to go to the party. So I was like, she wrong. didn't lie. Yeah, she didn't yeah, lie. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then we do have a great moment because Eleanor is back. And she does decide to do the audition. And she ends up using the stripper pole for one move, for a little oomph, for a little pizzazz. And Trent loves it. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. She took his advice. And it worked out. And um, he couldn't even believe that she used his mom's stripper pole, you know? <laughs> Uh, and she thanks him for pushing her. So, you know, this is like Eleanor gave the performance of her life. Like, I really enjoyed that little monologue. I don't think mm -hmm. I've ever seen Hustlers, but I thought she did a really good job oh, delivering the line. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it. I appreciated it. I loved it. But while all of that, while they're sharing a kiss, Paxton is like, oh, Phoebe is literally does not care about anything and can't be bothered about anything which i think really hurts because that's he he wants more he's more than yeah. just a pretty face that's true uh you know eleanor and and trent are telling each other that they make each other better you know she makes him better he makes her better and paxton is sitting there next to his girlfriend who he has almost nothing in common with so this is kind of hard to watch for paxton yeah it's it's unfortunate because i think Again, Davey must have opened up a new life for him mm -hmm. that isn't before. And then we that is kind of it of like our all our side characters. So let's quickly go to the Vishwa Kumars because yeah. Kamala is home and she's helping Patti clear out old photos and they just start talking about like why. Uh, is she hoarding like what's the crux of the issue and then Patti talks about uh, Tata which is their grandfather and actually he was allegedly reminds her um, of Manish reminds Patti of Manish because he was kind of pie in the sky did whatever he wanted um, which meant Patti who I guess didn't work or didn't work a lot so had to make the ends meet at home while maybe her partner got to live and be more passion project driven which was yeah. unfortunate i and i and i understand that has to be frustrating uh but you know i think as people in nonprofit, i can see how people say that about us too and i don't appreciate it because we work really hard yeah i wonder i wonder if this is a trope uh sasha because this is not the first time i've heard about the storyline of like the one person who is uh, like a brown person who their head is in the clouds and their traditional relative is just like, why are you like this? Do the like stick with tradition. Cause I know, was it, was it Miss Marvel where that was a mm -hmm. thing where her, was it, it was her mom though. Right. That was yeah. like, 
Yeah, they're like, her mom is all like into this like supernatural stuff. So she's got powers and all this stuff. She's always talking about this stuff. And they're like, yeah. And I think it was grandma. No, it was, yeah, it was grandma that was great into that grandma. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And her mom was like, I don't respect that. Like, my mom was never being a mom for me because she was always with her head in class. I was like, I've heard this before. Mm -hmm. So it was very interesting that I see it again here on Never Have I Ever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very much at least for what I am, you know, unpacking in my personal life, too, is like, you know, how do you not let the systems right like get you in that like, oh, you tied to your worth where your work we talked about this last time your work is not your worth and mm -hmm. i think that's where a lot of this mindset is tied to there's a lot of competition there's a lot of like um where i have to do better than the neighbor's kid who is also going to the same school that i am and you know has allegedly the access to the same stuff which we know it's not true not to, yeah. no two people are the same no two kids are the same etc cetera, etc cetera. but unfortunately the culture is pretty driven and focused on uh stem being the your way to success and uh, mm. money like making a certain amount of money being the only way to success so i think uh, at least for me personally when i decided to be a nonprofit, i remember even my own mom was like oh but this is like a hobby like you're gonna go into tech right and i was like no i can't even <laughs> like do simple math what do you mean yeah. i'm gonna go into tech so it's yeah, it is very unfortunate because he's a school teacher. He's not a scrub on the street. No, they think she's they think he's an idiot, or at least that for the very at the, at the very least, Patti's concerned that uh, Kamala might end up going through the same thing that she went through. Yeah, uh, which again, I don't think they're the same people, and that's what Kamala shares that Manish is different. That he does have something he cares about and he's passionate about. It's just that yeah, it's. It's not monetarily, obviously, making he's not a professor at Stanford or mm -hmm. at UCLA. Sure. But that doesn't equal he is a scrub either. Maybe like maybe not that thought that maybe was a scrub, but thought, like the systems in India are not made for like the art in any gotcha. way so that's why i think those people will get branded like this even though maybe they're like i want to be an artist and actually if you know there were enough schools for art they would probably make a lot of money mm -hmm. but they it just it's there's no infrastructure to support anything that's not stem uh in a lot in a lot of places and i i, I don't think that's the case for everyone but majority but yeah, so they have like a beautiful moment where Kamala is like, that's just not true. So stop. Like, and it is what it is. So then um, now it is all coming to a head because uh, Patti is going to, you know, learn to give up some stuff and clutter and clean. And while that's happening, we completely skipped over. But this is where the seeds are going to be sowed because. Mm -hmm. Mm, Nalini is also helping clear out the garage with her bestie. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Raya's still mm. there, you know, and Raya found David's wheelchair. And uh, of course, Nalini has to think back of like the last two seasons. It's like, yeah, she was in a wheelchair and she lost her dad. It was really tough. And then she starts bringing up a lot of things that David did. And I, like, I, I guess I have a really short memory when it comes to David because we watch the episode and we see her move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Well, for Nalini, she's like, no, she's been getting suspended. She's been uh, acting out, uh, kissing boys. Like I've seen Davy just transform in the last, you know, two seasons as far as she's concerned. So she's like telling Ryder all this stuff. And there's a moment where it feels like she's really opening up. 
And then I think Raya's reaction made her want to oh, pull back disgusting. again because she's like, oh my God, I'm so concerned that you like your child. Basically, it felt like pity almost. And so Nellis is like, oh, whoa, hold on. Like, it, it's fine. We're getting under control. But to make matters worse, Raya says, yeah, well, I just think raising Dez has been so easy. And we just, we, I just shouldn't take that for granted that I have a child that's easy because I see how hard you have it. And just based off of everything you told me about the aunties, I couldn't tell if this was shade or if she was just like being legitimately nice and concerned, or maybe she just tone deaf and didn't realize that it came off like that. Yeah. Like I said, I think this definitely is the case for a lot of people, unfortunately, where they'll be like, oh my God, my life is so good. And like the show off lifestyle and mm -hmm. this is you know and like the fun right where potties go loo where they're showing off it's very much the same thing unfortunately where i think it's very much like that's happens to white kids it doesn't happen to us like mm -hmm. what do you mean therapy right and, and it's a lot of horrible uh misconceptions that we internalize right it's all this internalized oppression that we want perfection and we mm -hmm. want, um, you know, except whatever you name it, right? You fill in the blank of whatever white supremacy habits we want to fall into. So it's more that and it's disgusting. And I felt like it was all shade because that's exactly how, um, I, I know a few uh, people that talk like this. I'll just mm. say that. And, um, yeah, and it's gross because you're just like, you ain't shit. Like, shut the hell up. No, she's got it so easy. Dez is such an easy child. Davy is hard, and Melanie, I'm just, I'm so blessed. I just did. I take my child for granted that he, he could just be batshit crazy like Davy. I was like, I, okay, this feels kind of shady, you know. But I think you're, I think you, you probably like you have more experience in these moments than I do, so you could probably see that. Oh yeah, this was shady because I was just like, I feel like she's missing that. Melanie doesn't want to hear this, and also that Melanie really was opening up to you, and you're, yes. you're kind of like. I don't know. This is I don't like this because when she's being vulnerable and telling you all this stuff about Davy, there's there's a reason why she hasn't told you this before. You know, you told me before. These people are trying to save face. They want to impress each other. They want to kind of look uh like in the best light all the time. And so for her to let her guard down and you react like this, I didn't love it. Yeah, I it was gross, but typical, unfortunately. And I think it just like cuts deep for folks that do know what it is, and that's why. Right, you probably don't have friends. You loser, mm. uh, and your son's a fuckboy. So shut the hell up. <laughs> Maybe you should have taught him how to treat women. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so ugh, let me stop because I'm jumping to the last episode, uh, as in episode number ten. Anyway, mm. so while all of this is happening, right? I think Melanie is definitely, I think, feels some type of way, like is giving off very much like pissed or hurt energy i think more hurt than anything so that's kind of wrapped up manish has now showed up to their door <laughs> and nalini's like excuse me what's going on because kamala thinks that he's there to hang out with her and manisha's like no actually i'm here as her teacher unfortunately mm -hmm. sorry and she and Nalini I think is like I just talked about how Davy is such a struggle and here we go is she gonna get suspended like and you know Nalini's spiraling but Manish like I think calms everyone down and just says like she did a bad thing she shouldn't have done it uh and I understand so I'm not gonna report it I just needed to come to you and you know what what's worse than not reporting is telling your mom yeah, that's worse. 
you are, yeah. the principal yell at me. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. I I don't have to live with the principal. You know, I I'll be here tomorrow. I'll I'll get away from him in a few hours. But mom is gonna give you hell about this forever. And so yeah, um, this is tough. I was like, I was really impressed with Manish. You know, kind of you know doing the thing and then not not obviously not reporting it because mm -hmm. it does win him like some some cool points with Patti. But at the same time, I also was looking at Manish like you know how Patti says that he doesn't really know tradition and stuff. Manish, I feel like if you did, you wouldn't have said this in front of Raya. Because Raya is like, oh my God, this is happening. This is or this. She's like, oh, wait, I guess I, I need to go to the other room and let y'all deal with y'all's issues. And I'm like, no, from what I know, you don't want to make one auntie look bad in front of the next. You know, it's so exactly. like for you, to, for you to do this, I'm like, man, you kind of really stepped in it a little bit. But I think here's the issue is that like Davy is almost the punching bag for everyone where they are kind of like, well, Davy messed up. That's normal. Everyone knows she messed up. It's not like we're shaming Kamala. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I feel like they're seeing it. And that's gotcha. why maybe not that it was okay to say it in front of her because I think everyone was taken back when Raya talks, but I think that's why Manish was like, dude, like, I don't know the family dynamics here. I'm just trying to share what happened. And I'm going to head out, actually. Mm -hmm. Bye. But Patti is impressed because she's like, listen, you're at least trying to keep it in the family. I appreciate that. So let's come in and let's, you know, talk through this. But Patti does say that Manish does need to learn the Indian culture better, which I think it's fair. I do think that you and your partner need to have stuff in common. And especially if this family is this traditional, then you, you got to learn more about their, about your own stuff too. And theirs. Yeah. It's like you married somebody, but you also marry the people who they love. Right. Cause they're going to be around. And like some people are willing to turn their back on their whole family to go be with somebody and not, and not, you know, go back for holidays, not go back for a pertinent event because they, they found who they love and they don't care if they like them or not. Mm -hmm. But for a large amount of people, you got to bite the bullet and go to your in-laws house. You yep. got to go to different holidays that you normally wouldn't celebrate and stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, I think he would benefit from an education uh, and, it, and like when it comes to, you know, the culture and what he's supposed to like, what a customary for certain things. And Patti, she offers to help him. She's like, I'll tell you. So I think this is a good step in the right direction. Yeah, I feel like it's really beautiful because, listen, uh, for all the times I talk negatively, like it's such a beautiful culture. It's so rich. It's so vibrant with uh, everything. So why wouldn't you want to be a part of it is how I see it. So I'm I'm grateful and I'm excited for Manisha's journey, I will say. And Patti also apologizes, which I felt like was the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. She apologizes for calling him an immature, bumbling hooligan. And for kind of make she also makes fun of his haircut, um, you know. But uh, yeah, she she thought so low of him, despite the fact that he clearly has at least a degree since he's mm -hmm. teaching at this school. So he's not stupid. Uh, but all this is going on, um, and I think this is what is distracting everybody from the fact that Davy is upstairs grounded, and Dez is now making his way up there. <laughs> Again, I don't understand. I just don't mm -hmm. understand how easy this is. But I guess it's a TV show. And she does confess to Des what happened, which I'm sure Raya's ass would have chirped if mm -hmm. she didn't. So I'm grateful that Davey said it. And he's so chill about it. He's like, I mean, we also have a lot of advantages. And guess what? That Jeopardy computer, it's just a damn screen. Yeah. 
they did it to kind of psych y'all out and it worked i mean it's got davy cheating you know mm -hmm. so it's not like he was wrong um but yeah he can see like you know her competitiveness and he kind of likes it he's like he's like used to somebody who's about as smart as him and she says well she likes it too because she likes being smarter than him so this works out for the both of, both of them and Melanie hears them talking she asks you know if if Davey's listening to a podcast and you better not be because you're grounded. Um, and yeah, the two of them just end up kind of being teenagers. I think they do like a little hug and then next thing you know, they're kissing again. And at this point, Sasha, I was like, oh, look at this couple. I think we're going to have something here. Yeah, because it feels mature, right? I feel it feels like Davy's finally with someone that's able to ground her, but still keep mm -hmm. up with her because he's not, you know, punk. It's just that mm -hmm. he is also smart and secure. So I think the secure piece is what Paxton had and the smart piece is what Ben had. So together they make Des. So it, it's nice. I'm happy for her because I think this is exactly where she needs to be. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's sweet. And I want, you know, and you love like a little bit of romance in your rom-com. So I'm, I'm excited for it. And, you know, I didn't appreciate the podcast because I was like, if you're grounded, at least listen to a podcast. At least listen Hello? to a podcast. Now you get grounded, you go find you a book to read. Just sit down, yeah, just start neat. spend your time to enrich your life. You know, go absorb some information. I couldn't read books because I enjoyed it. So, See, yeah, me too. Yeah, so I had to go walk around or <laughs> just talk to my family. Oh no, never. I will never talk. No, I'm kidding. I, we used to do like a lot of that too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're nerds low-key it is low-key on the low yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i like to read I, sue me yeah or i was only allowed to read the encyclopedias but not like a comics or anything and i was like but oh, i used man. to read those too you know like well, once, yeah. I, once there was a read this like a video i guess i'm gonna see it. well i mean what else could you do we didn't you know, have google so when right. we needed to look up stuff we actually had to go to the we had to go look it up somebody give you a, a class project and now you got 12 encyclopedias sitting in front of you because you're like oh which topic am i gonna use <laughs> um <laughs> dear god we're old <laughs> god that's embarrassing you know these youths they don't yeah. know <laughs> damn kids but yes and that is what wraps up this really fun episode it's gonna get more teenagey next episode so i'm excited for all of it anything else before we wrap up Chappelle? no i think we knocked it out so again like sasha said leave us some reviews five stars only of course but you know for the ratings but you know tell us what you like about the episode and then again tell us what you want us to talk about next because me and sasha are going to be looking because other otherwise we're not going to talk to each other as much and that's not okay. So, you it know, can't yeah. So tweet us, email us, all that good stuff. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you as soon as we can. Yes. Oh yeah. And a programming note, we will most likely not be back next week. Look at us being proactive. Wow. Yeah. Ugh, wow. We must have a Des in our life. But, <laughs> uh, we, yeah. So we probably won't be back next week, but we will be back the week after. And um, we're saying that as in uh, October 22nd is when this is going to go up. So we won't be there that week. So if you're listening, if you're binge listening, it doesn't matter. But if you aren't, just hold tight. Uh, we will be out and about in the world. So just, you know, give us one pause and we'll be back. Uh, and with that, you know, Chappelle, where can the people find you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Uh, listen to me podcast on post show recaps about Abbott Elementary, about Atlanta and about The Walking Dead. And then check me out on Nothing But Netflix, where I talk about Netflix shows with Rob Sensor, you know, um, but that's what I got going on. What about you, Sasha? 
Perfect. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four. And I'm still over on Mess Magnets talking lots of fun celebrity gossip. And I just wrapped up She-Hulk over on Post Show Recap. So go check all of that out as well. Uh, and The Amazing Race, of course, here on our very own silent podcast. I had Sabrina on this week. So go check all of that out. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye.